Professional wrestling is the one true sport. Other sports have their share of intense dramatic moments, but nothing can compare with professional wrestling. Welcome to Wrestling History X, where two friends get together and talk about the story behind the matches. I'm Matt. And I'm Michael. Welcome to episode 32, Saturday Night Main Event 22. What's the date on that one? July 18th, 1989. That's how you'll find it on the network. Okay, cool, yeah. It's like, are they numbered on the network? I don't think they are. Yeah. But... It's, it's the, the 22nd episode. It's the 22nd. If you were to buy a box set of Saturday Night Main Event on DVD in the year 2003. If you did that. I don't know. If that, I, don't, I don't think that exists. I don't think that exists. I mean, they're hard up for money. Yeah, I mean, they did the VHS tapes. I don't know if they ever put out like, Saturday, Saturday Night, Night Main, Main Event tapes. Like, nothing really ever happened on those. Um... I mean, stuff happens. They were better. We're here to talk about. They were better than their superstar shows. Main event twenty two. Superstars like the morning show. Yeah, it was basically like their raw before they before it was raw. I just remember watching as a kid like Sunday mornings or Saturday mornings, and it was probably superstars. I think it was just like a recap show. You remember, kind of like yeah, it was basically a recap show. They usually have like maybe a couple matches on it, but it was just it was never Hogan. Like literally, was never on superstars wrestling yeah like they would show some of the the promos and uh storytelling stuff of hogan's but hogan never was basically like the news show saturday night main events on the other hand they would air as an occasional replacement for saturday night live when it was on hiatus this episode was actually a summer special but they still aired it at the same time as they normally would at that you know, eleven thirty Eastern, ten thirty yeah. Central Time. They also did like Saturday night. Was there's in there another show called Saturday, like Saturday night main event or the main, no the main event? Where the they main would, event would be like a live show on would Saturday be a live night. show on a Friday night. Oh, usually. Friday night, but it's but still it was like basically an offshoot of, of Saturday night yeah. main event. But there wasn't very many of them. I think there was only three or four of them. We've covered two of them so far. Mm-hmm. I know the third one we'll cover. Sometime next year. We'll get there. Like we said, this event took place on July 18th, 1989 at the Worcester Centrum in Worcester. It's not Worcester. It's Worcester. Worcester. I can't say. It's Worcester. Is it way this is in? Yes. My, uh, my, Worcester. That's where my dad's from. Is it really? Yeah, my dad and, well, you know, his siblings. Like, yeah, he hasn't lived there since he was 18, but... Yeah, Worcester, Massachusetts. My uh, aunt still goes back there and always says it. She still has uh, a bit of an accent. My dad does not. But yeah, it's Worcester. Worcester, Worcester. Worcester, Mass. Worcester, Mass. I went there once, but I was like five. I don't remember it. Probably younger than five. But the show actually wouldn't air until July 29th. So like a full 11 days later, it would finally air on TV. Yeah. Some other things that happened right around that time. Nintendo would release the Game Boy a few days later. Did you have a Game Boy? I did not have a Game Boy. I had a Game Gear, but like it had been out for a while. I think my cousin had one, and I was like, that's cool. And my uncle always went to pawn shops, 
So he got me one for cheap from like Super a pawn shop yeah. or whatever. I got a Game Boy in like fifth grade to play the first Pokemon game. But it was a Game Boy Color, even though the Pokemon game wasn't Color. I didn't have the original Game Boy. I not the, couple, like, not the big couple, old brick one. I had a couple friends that had the Game Boy, so you know I got to play Tetris and Super Mario games that were on it. I was know. more of a Virtual Boy guy. Yeah. I don't think anybody was a Virtual Boy guy. I, I played Atari for the longest time. I, Galaga is my game, guys. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I love, I'm a big Tetris guy, so I'm pretty boring, too. Remember uh, Dr. Mario? Oh, Dr. Mario is incredibly hard. Was the Mario version I of love Tetris. puzzle games, but it is like that game is very, very difficult. I played it pretty recently, and I was like, this is too much. It's too slow. <laughs> like I love all kinds of puzzle games in that same style, but that's the one where I'm like, I just can't do it. My mom was pretty good at it. I tap. I, yeah, I tap to I tap to Dr. Mario. Steamboat. Yeah, it has a really good... Uh, Really good music. There's like three oh, songs yeah. in it, it and they're all fantastic. Good. Anyway. Uh, the movie Turner and Hooch would be released the same weekend. How mad are you or how mad at me are you for not seeing I've never seen Turner Turner and Hooch. Never seen Turner and Hooch? No. I like Tom Hanks. We all Tom Hanks is America's dad. He's, we all like him. He's a national treasure. Yeah. Is not it Nicholas Cage? Is it no Tom Hanks. Nicholas Cage is also a national treasure, but he's definitely not America's not, not America's dad. Is it is Turner and Hooch like top five Tom no, Hanks? No, definitely not. It's it's a feel good buddy cop film. Oh yeah, okay. I know the, the cover. For some reason I I do love buddy cop movies. I think you would like I think yeah. you would enjoy Turner and Hooch. Yeah, I I mean it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I think you would enjoy it. I'll add it to the ever ever growing list. And we had a, a wrestler birthday. Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks would be day born the day before. Saturday Night Main Event 22. Any opinions on the Young Bucks? Mm, they're great. Spot monkeys. No, sorry. <laughs> I was just being mean. No, they, uh, they're fantastic. Like, there's nothing more fun than, like, a Young Bucks versus somebody that can go. That can go, like, match. Like, like the sprint. What was it? This is the end of the first, the first, I guess, before it was AEW, the first mm-hmm. Elite show, where they were, like, there wasn't enough time because the yeah, show ran a little long. So they like came out and it was just like eight minutes of awesome. And they're like, yeah. oh, that's what I want from the Young Bucks. That's what everyone wants from them. Like, I don't really want to see like a Young Bucks like two or three falls like limb match. Though we almost did see Nick Jackson die at All Out. Oh. In that ladder match versus the Lucha Bros. He took the, he went into oh, the double yeah. tables. And he was supposed to land on both of them Ugh. and missed. The, didn't get quite a good enough jump. And yeah, that one was like kind of rough. Those like big ladder matches when the guys are that bananas. Yeah, are, can be hard to watch. It's like it's like yeah, all I cr- those. I cringed when he hit that table and was just like, oh. It's like that Naito. All those Naito Abushi matches where you're like, Next guys, I'm so tired. Brings. It's like yeah, it's like uh, like I don't want you either to like. You guys can put on an amazing show. You don't have to make me feel like bad or scared for you exactly. for me to enjoy it. You're actually taking away from my enjoyment by like. By landing on your neck over and over again. It's like, we still haven't got Hiromu back. And you guys are out here landing on your necks. Exactly. <laughs> so let's hit to the show. We start with promos from participants from the show. We got Macho Man who says, Wants to invite us to a summer barbecue where we're going to cook the world's biggest hot dog. Is that uh, a, a jab at uh, Hulk Hogan's skin? 
<laughs> I didn't think that when he said it, but now that you said that, I'm like, mm. I don't think so, since he's talking about beefcake. But oh yeah, I, I, it but, might be uh, sensational. I mean, they both have they both have hot dogs. Skin That's true. Sensational Sherry joins in, says, "We skinned you last spring, and tonight we're gonna roast you like the little weenie that you are." I like Sherry. At least, at least she kept in uh, tone. With yeah, the hot dog weenie comment. Brutus then replies, "Gonna give Macho a special summer shortcut and let Scary Sherry sweep up the hair with that broom she flew in on." That's a pretty cool burn. Is it, <laughs> honestly, is that the best line Brutus has ever had? Probably. I th- I like his promos through the show. Honestly, I was like, he's pretty. This good. show he does pretty good. Yeah, I don't hate the the beef like a lot of people hate the beef. I, I agree. I'm not a. I, don't, I just like I don't honk, love like honk, the guy. Yeah, it's like honky tonk. It's like. Honky Tonk's fun. This is WWF. It's, f- it's supposed to be fun. Do we get Heenan and the Brain Busters? Last time you lost your cool. This time you're going to lose those belts. It's kind of a weaker Heenan promo that we've had. Yeah. Demolition then comes, Sometimes we get a little crazy from the heat and a little hot under the collar. But we always keep our heads and we'll always keep our championship belts. The heat is on. Not to, like it was good. That, it was good that they like passed, they passed it, it back and forth between I like the that two of for them. Sure. But it's like, why can't you be as interesting as your look? And maybe that's why they have such a good. Well, like, look. did you see Smash like his face? His face while he's doing promos, he like does this like weird like eye thing where he's like, oh yeah, like the squinty like bug out eyes. Yeah, it was just like, what are you doing? Like, I mean, it's better than. Uh, Akeem, Akeem just like constantly like doing the like the dance where he like drops the shoulders and pushes the arms out, which I find hilarious. He does the surfboard. <laughs> yeah. Honky Tonk Man now doing his promo. My favorite part of summer, the fall, the fall of Hulk Hogan, and then it, my guitar is tuned, so get ready to face the music. And then Hulk Hogan's last one, he goes, "My twenty-four inch pythons are gonna shake, rattle, and roll you." They're going to step all over your blue suede shoes, and then they're going to drive off in your pink Cadillac. <laughs> but remember one thing, you ain't nothing but a hound dog. And I was like, those 24-inch pythons already have a driver's license? I was like, dang. <laughs> so we get the Saturday Night Main Event logo. Music hits with a video package of our participants. And then Vince McMahon, Jesse Ventura, welcome us to the show. And then they go, they send us to a video package of Honky Tonk's Greatest hits, which involves guitar shots. Guitar shots, always fun. Who who do we see? We see Jake the Snake, Ultimate Warrior, Jimmy Snuka, Bret Hart, and Beefcake in this video package, which I thought was a good way of getting over that he's going around just smashing over the head, smashing the guitar. Yeah, exactly. We then go to Mean Gene in the back. He's with Honky Tonk Man and Jimmy Hart, and Honky corrects Mean Gene, saying he's the greatest. IC champ of all time. And they said, don't be cruel to a heart that's true. And I will continue to be true to my fans and do what has made me the greatest IC champion of all time. Has Jimmy Hart ever like cut a promo through the megaphone into the microphone? Because that would be the most obnoxious shit ever. <laughs> I don't think so because of that reason. <laughs> yeah, I think that I would like him more if he did. But, we're, yeah, we'll find out one day. 
Mean Gene actually has probably one of my favorite lines as they're walking away. He's like, he's all shook up with the thought <laughs> of those two. Uh. Hogan then joins Mean Gene, and Gene asks him how he's concentrating on this match versus Honky Tonk when he has a movie and the big tag match at SummerSlam coming up. And Hogan's response is really boring. Yes. And he basically just says, WWF is my number one priority, and no one should forget that. Brother. <laughs> I assume there's a brother there. There probably was. <laughs> and Gene, as Hulkster's leaving, he says, when the Hulkster's all fired up, someone's going to get scorched. <sighs> and I don't think he means his skin. Where's, like, you know what Mean Gene would be perfect, uh, a perfect role for him? Would be just, like, the office guy in a police station in a movie? Or maybe even, like, the lieutenant, like a, I don't know, what do you what do you call the guy that's in charge? Of, lieutenant? Lieutenant of the police station? I don't know shit about cops. Police chief? Police chief, yeah. Police chief Mean Gene? Heck yeah. I'd be, I would love to see that. Let's get a Police Academy reboot. Oh, he's dead. Well, he's, he is dead, but... I mean, did Mean Gene do any acting at all? I'm sure he. He's just got some, like a I perfect. I know he's in No Holds Barred. <laughs> well, yeah, he's got a perfect look for like just character actor work in general. It's like should have ah. won an Oscar. <laughs> mean Gene's got an Oscar in, in our hearts. In our yeah, in our hearts for sure. So we're gonna head off to our first match. We got Honky Tonk Man with Jimmy Hart versus Hulk Hogan for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship to start the show. To start the show. Crazy. I was surprised that this was the first match. So we see the logos for both men come across the screen, and, and it actually does this throughout the evening for yeah. each match, which is great. super great. I, I love it, and I'm like, could you... It would be a really cool if somebody just took those. Of course, they'd probably get their pantsuit off, but took those those logos, because they're, you know... It's like a square. It's all they're all cartoon a, character. Yeah, shows. it's like all a square, and it's like their like logo and then the name. But those just in like black on a t-shirt or whatever color in on yeah. a on a like single color on a t-shirt, like very simple, like simple big print on the front would be a very classy wrestling t-shirt. I would buy a couple of them. I have a friend. Maybe we can get make that happen. Maybe we can. So as Hogan's getting on the apron, Honky swings his guitar but misses. And then Hulk grabs Honky Tonk Man's boot, dragging him to the outside to deliver punches down the entryway until Jimmy Hart jumps on Hogan's back. Hogan gets in the ring with Jimmy still on his back and backs him into a corner to smush him just as Honky swings his guitar to miss again. Already with the guitar. Hogan with multiple right hands, head slams into (laughs) turnbuckles and a clothesline. Honky goes for a clothesline, but Hulk ducks and gives an atomic drop. Irish whip to the corner, followed by a back elbow by Hogan, and Hulk finally tears his shirt off. I was waiting the whole time. I, I, I was waiting for so long. I thought, you, he, I thought he was going to go the entire match with, with his shirt on. Yeah, that'd be a fucking bummer. Got to show off those pythons, man. Yeah, so what about, what about the crowd? This isn't a five-man tag. <laughs> you got to take the shirt off. Hart's trying to pull Honky out of the ring, but the Hulkster starts dragging Honky Tonk Man to the middle of the ring, bringing Jimmy into the ring. Where Hulk then hits a double noggin knocker and Honky rolls out of the ring. Noggin knocker this early in the match. We're almost done with this match. <laughs> Hogan's given chase to Honky on the outside when Hart hits Hulk in the back with the guitar. Honky Tonk Man with a double axe handle from the apron before rolling Hogan back into the ring, continuing to work on the back, including a reverse chin lock. But Hogan begins to Hulk up, gets to his feet with Honky still on his back running him headfirst into a turnbuckle. 
Honky Tonk retaliates with a clothesline, hits the shake, rattle, and roll, but decides to dance and not make a cover immediately. What, so a, he- what a heel. <laughs> heals himself out of a win because he only gets a two count. Honky Tonk Man's throwing right hands, but Hogan starts no-selling everything. Does the finger wag, delivers punches, and a big boot to send Honky to the floor. Hulk's down after him. Hart comes from behind to hit him with the guitar again, but Hogan steals it and hits it across both Jimmy and Honky Tonk Man's back. Yeah, who doesn't want to see that? With the ref standing right there. The amount of, like, I mean, that's... Not complete heel shit, but just the amount of heel shit faces do in like this time period. Hitting and, hitting Jimmy's fine. Yeah, because Jimmy's on the outside. He's not. But once he hit Honky Tonk Man, yeah, he should have been disqualified technically. But once they're back in the ring, the Hulkster hits the leg drop for the pin and the win. So post match, Hulk does some Honky Tonk style moves. He does a little dancing mm-hmm. of. His own, as we go to commercial. I'd prefer that over than five minutes of posing. But, you know, this isn't a pay-per-view, so he doesn't got time to pose. Well, I'm sure since he went to commercial and he was in the ring starting oh, yeah. to pose, as we come back from commercial, Is he posing? he's still, still posing. posing. So I'm sure he was posing the entire time. And then Ronnie Garvin gets into the ring in a referee uniform, and they shake hands. At this point, I, have, I had no clue what was going on. Yeah. We'll find out. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're but setting, it made no sense. They're setting them up. Yeah. We then go to a video package, and we see Greg Valentine beating Ronnie Garvin with a small package on an episode of Superstars with the stipulation of their careers being on the line. It was nice to see Greg. I feel like it's been a minute. So I guess we've seen him in like some... We've seen him in the last couple shows. Have we? He was with Honky Tonk Man at uh, WrestleMania yeah. in a tag match. <sighs> That's no fun. I mean, a singles Greg, like, I guess, you know, in like, I mean, we all, we both agree that Survivor Series is no fun anyway, but where it's like, yeah, it's just good to see that, that he ugly man. He's in a rumble. Yeah. Also my favorite. I love rumbles and I love Survivor Series 10, 15 people matches. They're the best. What are you talking about? So after Valentine beats Garvin, Garvin has to retire and Garvin becomes a referee, but he doesn't. Is the inverse He's like the inverse. Well, he's the inverse dangerous Teddy. Danny. Well, yeah, dangerous Danny. Also, Teddy, Long, but Teddy Long doesn't become a wrestler. He becomes a manager. But yeah. you know, he needed a job. Yeah. So he became a referee, but he doesn't take shit from anyone. Hell yeah, he doesn't. Laying out multiple people when they provoke him, including Dino Bravo. So we get a Jack Tunney, the WWF president, makes a statement. President. K K President. K President. Any more unprofessional actions by Garvin will result in a long suspension. So then we go to our second match, and it's Greg the Hammer Valentine with Jimmy Hart versus Jimmy Superfly Snuka with rugged Ronnie Garvin as the referee. So this is why Garvin was came to the ring with Hogan still there. He's basically like, get yeah. the F out of the ring, dude. We got to get to the next match. <laughs> So the match start. Uh, well, actually, the match hasn't started. Valentine starts bad mouthing Garvin as soon as he gets in the ring. Then the match starts and Hammer attacks. And we haven't seen Superfly. Very Superfly many times. came out before the Garvin match at WrestleMania. They just kind of introduced him back to the crowd. Yeah. But the only other time that we have seen him on pay per view 
or on any of our shows yeah. was WrestleMania 1. Okay, he I don't was, remember him on that show. He was Mr. T and Hogan's second oh. on the floor. Okay. But he I don't remember that at all. But, I mean, he wasn't in the ring. He came in and did, like, one move yeah. on But it's kind of weird on for, Bob Orton. considering, like, you know, he's Jimmy Superfly Snuggie. Everybody knows who he is. It's, I was like, man, it took us this long for him to show up. Exactly. And it's not even a so technically show? this is his first pay per view match. Well, this isn't pay per view ever. Oh, this isn't even pay per view. Yeah, this is like television oh, match. So never mind. So like, what, what was what was he doing this whole time we've been watching stuff? Like, I think he'd he was been hurt. around for a while. I think right? He was hurt. So like, he when did he start of... wrestling? Because he's not a spring chicken here, right? Oh, I'm sure he probably started in the '60s sometime. Oh, really? I mean, he's probably been around a good twenty years at this point. It's hard to tell that. Yeah. That's a. There's a whole lot to go in with that guy. That's your own Wikipedia job. I don't even want to talk about it, to be honest. <laughs> we talk about what's relevant. <laughs> yeah. And none of that's yeah, relevant. None of that's relevant right now, but whoo, it's weird and sad and uh, not very cool. So back to the match. Hammer attacks Superfly before the bell from behind with chops, elbows, chokes, and right hands. Snooka's Irish whip ducks a clothesline, leapfrogs Valentine before delivering a chop and a flying headbutt. Superfly comes off the top rope for a splash, but the hammer gets his knees up. Valentine with multiple elbow drops and kicks Snooka out of the ring. Now, every time Snooka gets back up on the apron, Valentine just kicks him to the floor again to restart the 10 count from Garvin. But after a few times, Rugged Ronnie shoves the hammer. They start arguing until Garvin throws a hand of stone to stun Valentine. It's fun. Superfly would come off the top rope with the crossbody. For the pin and the win. And what was this match for? To further the Garvin yeah, Valentine ex- stuff. Exactly. So post-match, the hammer goes to clothesline Rugged Ronnie, but Garvin back body drops him over the ropes to the floor. Valentine like keeps like try- acting like he's going to get back in the ring. Yeah, kind of like teasing him. But Garvin's there, ready to go. And then Snooka like gets is like standing there like ready to go. I'm like, Snooka, you have nothing to do <laughs> with, with what's going on. Yeah, it's like you should just walk like, back just, now. Just, just go ahead and go back. Like, yeah. thanks for the assist. But We then go to a video package. Sherry's yelling at Beefcake on an episode of Brother Love until Savage attacks from behind, and the two of them start giving Brutus a haircut. Uh, there's something about, like, those big scissors, and when they're cutting them and doing that, and they'll, like, even, like, later in the show, we'll see people, like, kind of, like, faux, like, stab at people. I'm always like... No, like, it's a, there's something like, like, this is wrestling, and obviously they're not trying to hurt each other, but it is technically violent, but something about those scissors, just them, like, closing them, and, like, you know, fake, fake trying to stab people, it's just like, it's like, oh, no, those are scissors, man, like, don't hurt anybody. We then get Jesse in the back with Macho and Sherry, and Savage says, no one will insult my manager again. That's not true, because they're all calling her scary forever. <laughs> but I just thought it was crazy because why didn't he ever have a problem when people were dissing Miss Elizabeth? Oh, you know that he loved Miss Elizabeth a little too much. I mean, nobody said anything bad about Miss Elizabeth. Everybody, she's the she's the golden girl. I'm sure they probably said bad things about her when he was a heel when he first came so? in. I feel like that, that the whole thing is like that everybody loved her all the time. I don't know. We I, all know that we all love her. We love her. Like, out of all these shows, I've only, like, welled up in tears once, and it was Miss Elizabeth Maybe with twice. the belt on the shoulder. Maybe twice. And they but, were both Miss Elizabeth moments. Yeah. It's like, because that story, I don't know if we're going to get very many stories better told that than 
than that whole arc. Probably not. Like in a, in doing this, like I yeah, that was perfect. Ventura then says, "My sources say you are planning on some kind of surprise. What is it?" And I love Macho's answer because this is how I would answer as well. I'm just like, Macho goes, I know you have to ask the question, but I'm not telling you. But you will find out soon. Like, why would why would I tell you what the surprise is? Yeah. That's a dumb question, Jesse. <laughs> dumb question. He's not a smart man. Mean Gene's in, in the back with Brutus Beefcake. And Gene says, Savage claims to have a big surprise for you. And Brutus goes... I'm already surprised. Uh, surprised that the camera didn't break after being on Scary Sherry. Uh, well, Sherry gets so much hate. So much. I hate, I, I hate the hate she constantly gets. She is so weird. I call her Scary Sherry, too. She's a little interesting looking, for sure. And then he goes, I'm not worried about Savage and Sherry because I always have the edge. As he like rolls his finger across the edge of his scissors. Which yeah. Like, like I said earlier, Beefcake gets some good lines in this show. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think he may have the best promos of anybody in this show. I would say you're right. But I mean, like the he he was also the one that did the the witch nod at Cherry, right? Yeah, yeah. He wins. He wins just with that line alone, <laughs> and then he keeps it up. Honestly, the guys that are known for being good at this kind of have a poor showing here. That's very true. Can't win them all. No, you can't. So we go to off to our third match. We got Macho Man Randy Savage with Sensational slash Scary Sherry. Sensational. You'd be nice. Versus Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And we actually have a story behind this match. We haven't had one of these in a, in a little while. Oh yeah, this is this is a lot. Because it was just kind of a... most most. We found that most matches have no reason <laughs> for being. They just get thrown out there. Yeah, I mean... But occasionally we get one, and this is one that we... is. This one's a little... Well, there's, there's more going... A lot of the times the stories are a little, like, too simple, or they're not even explained to us. Or they're just not good enough to mention. <laughs> yeah. But the story behind this match was that Sherry would confront Miss Elizabeth after WrestleMania five. Savage would end up firing Elizabeth... Okay, well, there's my third tier. ...and threatening to hit her. He does that. He's done that for a long time. That's been teased for a long time. Exactly. I'd like to think in real life he never hit her. Hulk would come to Elizabeth's rescue and Sherry would hit him. Then, as we saw in the video package, Brutus would call Sherry scary, mm -hmm. which angered Savage, and they humiliated him by cutting his hair, which set up this match. Oh, I thought you meant like Savage's hair. It's like, oh no, Brutus' no, hair. No, Brutus' yeah, yeah, hair. Yeah. would set up this match, but it would also help set up the tag match that we'll see at SummerSlam of next week. Yeah. Brutus is coming down to the ring. He goes after both Macho and Sherry with the shears as he gets into the ring. He finally puts him away, but begins chasing Savage around the outside until Randy rolls in. When Beefcake's climbing in, Macho goes for a knee, but Brutus gives a shoulder block and throws Savage back out. Barber starts giving chase to, the, to Sherry, has her by the foot when Randy hits an axe handle from behind. Both throwing punches back in the ring, Briefcake starts choking Macho with his jacket. Savage tossed to the ropes, Brutus ducks his head, and Randy goes for the kick. But the barber catches it, spins Macho around, clubbing him with a double fist. Beefcake charges in after Savage in the corner. Randy gets a boot up and then slams Brutai's head into the turnbuckle. 
Left jabs, a double reversed Irish whip to send the barber to the corner. Macho charges in, but Beefcake moves and Savage hits chest first on the turnbuckle. We get a crossbody from Brutus for a near fall. Brutus doing a crossbody? I know. I was like, uh, he did. I mean, it looked better than other people. I mean, yeah, like he looks better in the ring than like Honky does. Ever. Agreed. Sherry's up on the apron screaming at Beefcake. He turns his attention toward her, allowing Savage to recover to come from behind with a double axe handle attempt. But the barber turns in time to deliver a blow to the gut. Macho reverses an Irish whip. Brutus ducks a clothesline and returns a jumping high knee to the face. Savage gets Beefcake draped over the second rope, attempts a leaping body guillotine, but the barber moves and Savage gets all tangled up in the ropes. You know how, how Savage does. Like, Savage gets tangled up in the ropes about as often as Andre, right? Pretty crazy, yeah. Yeah, it's like... Actually, now that you say it, I'm like, It's like, yeah, yeah that's like kind of one of their, both of their, like, their spots, spots that they both do. It's kind of a Harley, like Harley Race doing the, getting caught up in the ropes as well. Yeah, I, it, yeah. It, it, literally, that's what it reminds me of, is yeah. Harley Race getting... It's like, not as often as, you know, the big flare, like... Flare flop or the, the flare, flare flop flip. or the flare flip, yeah. Not as often as those, but they happen enough that, like, you know, they're definitely go tos. Another high knee from Beefcake sends Macho to the floor, and Brutus follows out to the outside to continue the attack, but Savage puts Sherry in between the two men. She ends up running away as the barber slams Randy's head on the apron and rolls him back into the ring. But as Brutus is getting into the ring, Sherry grabs his boot, allowing Savage to hit him from behind who then tosses him to the floor. Hell yeah. Macho comes off the top rope with a double axe handle to the floor. Sherry comes over and starts kicking Beefcake with brutal kicks. Mmm, yeah, didn't catch that one. And then hits him with her heel. Savage is posing. Sherry jumps on the apron to pose as well, so the ref goes to get her down. And as the ref is walking over, Beefcake pulls Macho into a small package. But the ref is late making the count. Because he's busy moving Cherry. Get yeah. down, Cherry. You're not welcome. She's, a, uh, she's not doing anything on the apron. She's posing. Get in there and make your count. We get a back elbow. Savage looks for a neck breaker, but Brutus reverses it into a backslide pin attempt. Randy, with a face plant, starts choking the barber. Sherry takes one of her stockings off, begins to choke Beefcake as well. Fuck yeah. Macho up to the top rope for another axe handle, but Brutus catches him with a right hand to the gut on the way down. More right hands, clotheslines, elbow to the top of the head, tosses Savage to the ropes, and Beefcake ducks his head, allowing himself to be kicked by Randy. Sherry's back up on the apron, holding Brutus. Macho charges in with a high knee, but the barber moves, hitting Sherry to the floor. I'm not saying that Sherry is a weak lady, but like her being able to hold Brutus back, like he's a very large man. I mean, pretty she impressive. was a women's champion at one point. That, that's a, she, but he also has like sixty plus pounds on her at of least. like pure muscle. Like Beefcake is, uh, yeah. There's a reason they call it the, there's beef in his name. He's a big, <laughs> he's a big strong boy. He's a big beefy boy. Yes. A double reversed Irish whip sends Savage to the corner, but he moves before Beefcake hits a corner splash into the turnbuckle. Randy charges in, but the barber back body drops him over the ropes to the floor. Sherry's checking on Macho, and he tells her to go to the back, and she leaves ringside as we go to commercial. Bum, bum, bum. What could it be? Back to the action, both men throwing punches. Savage misses a knee drop, but hits a rubber band slam on Beefcake for a near fall. 
And we see Sherry coming back out, and she has Zeus with her? The god. Or a big black man. Tiny Lester. What does he have? Tiny Lister Jr. Tiny Lister. I didn't know it was Jr. Who most people know from the cinematic masterpiece, and I say that completely honestly. I seriously feel this way about this movie. Friday. I was like hoping that's where you're going with Friday. Oh yeah, not no holds barred. Not some other. Yeah, no. Like I seriously think that Friday is like legitimately a great movie and not just a good comedy. Like it is a a good, it is a great actual movie. Zeus is also the character that is in No Holds Barred. Yeah, the match, and he has come to the video game. He has come to WWF to exact revenge on Hogan for. No holds barred. For having to be in that movie with him. <laughs> Macho tosses Brutus to the ropes, who returns with a sunset flip. Savage tries to stay up, but at the last second gets taken over for a two count. Randy's tossed to the ropes, ducks a clothesline. On the return, Beefcake slaps on the barber's chair. Is the barber's chair like the ab stretch? It's a sleeper hold. Oh, a sleeper hold. God, my bad. Zeus climbs into the ring and karate chops the barber across the neck, and the bell rings. So post-match, we get Zeus slapping on a bear hug. Hogan then comes running down to the ring. (laughs) You mean like, yeah, like lumbering jog, kind of? And he clubs Zeus in the back, who no-sells, drops beefcake, and turns to face Hulk. We get kicks, punches, and chokes. Nothing's working against Zeus. Hell no. But Zeus... Puts the Hulkster in a bear hug while Savage comes off the top rope with a double axe handle into Hogan's back as well. It's fun. That's That was a cool, cool moment. Zeus is holding Hulk as Sherry hands Macho the scissors to cut his hair. But Hogan kicks Savage and the barber rakes the eyes of Zeus. It's the one thing that actually worked against him. Yeah. The rake of the eyes. It's eyeballs, man. Like, shit. Hulkster tosses Randy to the floor while Brutus is punching at a smiling Zeus. He's got that crazy smile, though. Hogan grabs a chair, hits Zeus in the back, who has beefcake and a bear hug again. Zeus no-sells the chair shot. Turns. I would say Zeus no-sells entirely too much, but we're not gonna. that's not going to change anytime soon. No. He turns and smiles at Hulk, who shows fear in his face. Huh. Macho's back in the ring, and the barber brings another chair in the ring as all four men face each other. I love a good chair off. But only Hogan and Brutus have chairs. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. Chairs versus Zeus. Yeah. <laughs> Randy and Sherry. Off. Randy and Sherry are trying to get Zeus to back down, and he just keeps shoving them away. But he finally relents, and we finally get the official announcement that Beefcake won by disqualification. Yeah, we all knew that. I love that Zeus has the Z on the side of his head. Is this where it's marker, or is it actually shaved in? I. Th- think here it's shaved in okay i know there's a later show where it's marker because he like cut it off or something probably had to go film something else yeah jesse's then in the back with macho sherry and zeus jesse says zeus is indeed the human wrecking machine and zeus there's some other stuff being said but zeus says hogan you are nothing yeah beefcake you are less than nothing and he's like spitty like slobbering away while he's talking and very disgusting. So then we go to a video clip of the last Saturday Night Main event where we see Brain Busters versus Demolition match where Demolition tosses the ref into a turnbuckle to cause the disqualification. And we get Mean Gene in the back with Demolition. Smash says, if I get my hands on Heenan, it'll be pop, pop goes, goes the weasel. weasel. It's good. 
Brainbusters is such a fucking amazing name. And the thing is, is that it was just named that because they're with Bobby the Brain Heenan. I know. It's like why don't they do like why don't they just if they could do like I don't if like Brainbuster where one of the guys comes off like the second rope to like push him down or whatever, it'll look badass. So we head off to our fourth batch. We got Brainbusters of Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. Oh hell yeah, those like true dads, true like beefy dads. I wouldn't want to date either of their daughters. I don't know if either. Well, actually, yeah, I would, yeah, I I would at, date yeah. one of Tully's. I just daughters. wouldn't want to have to have that conversation. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, but Tessa Blanchard is a very um, attractive young lady. Yes, very talented as well. Yes, with Bobby the Brain Heenan as their manager versus Demolition in a two out of three falls match for the WWF Tag Team Championship. Cool headline match. It is a very two, cool. Two, like two, two out of three falls. Like, and I feel like two out of three falls. Almost as better in a tag. I guess you don't see it a lot anyway. It's not like it's kind of like your. Well, the thing it's kind of like your cage match where it's like, oh, you got a two out of three falls match used to be how they used to determine the champion all the time. NWA or WWF or just like most territories back back in like you know forties fifties. So when they were having like sixty minute like uh, chokehold matches, exactly because that would determine the the true True champion, champion, you know that kind of thing. See, yeah, say, someone, yeah. someone doesn't just get a fluke win. So that's how our, like all our like Carl Gotch matches win. <laughs> exactly. Which I wouldn't. This is a sidebar, but how like prevalent or easy to find is some of that older stuff? Video of it, yeah, super. Like, there's got to be some. I mean, I think some of the oldest stuff I've found is like mid fifties. Oh, really? But I mean, it's not like I've like done like a deep dive. Yeah. To, like, try I'd be interested. Like, if there's like a YouTube channel, it's like here's like a playlist of like the ten best available I mean, matches. That's where, before, that's where I found a bunch of the 50s. before 1970 or something like that. That would be neat. So the match starts off with Tully and Axe in the ring. Blanchard hits. Well, smash. first you got to know that we got the Demolition theme song. Well, we did, yeah, we did get demolition themes. So. I just, I just want to talk about it and think about it, so tell, and tell now us you about can go it. on. That's it. That's all. I just wanted, I just wanted to hear it in my head. <laughs> Blanchard hits smash. <laughs> Sorry. Tully and Axe starts it off, and Blanchard hits smash with a cheap shot. Tully's tossed to the ropes, rolls out of the ring, but Smash is there to press slamming through the ropes back into the ring. Blanchard is ping pong punched between the two members of demolition before a hip toss by Axe. Tully is able to get Axe into his corner, and the Brainbusters start throwing punches until Axe starts to fight his way out of the corner. But Arn grabs his boot and drags him out of the ring, and the double team attack continues. We have like two tag teams that are just like straight brawlers. Like they have demolition uh, straight brawlers. Demolition straight brawlers, but like, Brainbusters can do. They can both. do more, but they are a like they're a brawl. They can. There's more technical stuff that they do and can do, but. It's they're like, still the it's, heels. It's sprinkled so. in, and like they're just brawlers. They're brawlers. Yeah. Axe reverses an Irish whip on the floor, sending Blanchard towards Anderson, who sidesteps out of the way, but Demolition then hits both Brainbusters with clotheslines. Back in the ring, Demolition with stereo Irish whips, but the Brainbusters bail from the ring to stop the momentum. Double A with punches, but Smash with a chokehold. Arn hits a shoulder block and goes for a stomp, but Smash catches his foot and flips Anderson to his back, which was kind of a cool spot. Yeah, totally. There's like, there's, this is fun stuff. Smash picks Double A up, setting him on top of the turnbuckle, and Demolition is pounding away on him. 
Arn starts going after Smash's knee to escape the damage and makes attack. Tully is tossed into turnbuckle. Smash picks him up into a bear hug, but Blanchard escapes with an eye poke. <laughs> Double A's tossed to the ropes, picked up for a power slam by Smash, but Tully hits a drop kick for Arn to land on top. Arn tosses. I love, I love that shit. I know. I was totally expecting him to get the pin right there, and but Anderson then tosses Smash to the ropes and hits a spine buster. The best, the, the best spine buster in the game, right? The only one that matters. Yeah, that's like that's that is what that is Arn Anderson, right? Brainbusters toss Smash to the ropes, going for a double clothesline that Smash ducks. Axe grabs Tully by the hair, slamming him down to the mat, while Arn is rubber band flapjacked by Smash. Rubber jam, rubber band flapjacked. Yeah, where What's he the... p- picks him up. Oh and falls yes. backwards. I didn't know what to call it's it. Called a flapjack. flapjack. Okay. Smash makes the cover for the pin, and Demolition is up 1-0 in the match. Do you think I could get in contact with Kevin Kelly to get him to start calling that a rubber band slam? I don't want to give it to anybody else, only him because he's my favorite. I mean, you could... Uh, I guess I would have to start a Twitter to tweet him. I mean, we could tweet him from Wrestling History yeah, X. It's like, please, just call it a rubber band slam. I just think it's once. good. I think it's like the best thing I've done in the last couple of years is name that the rubber band slam. <laughs> Which is really fucked up and sad. Maybe you should edit that. <laughs> but also don't. And I feel strongly about it. I just want to hear. I want to hear somebody say it on TV. We can because they call can, it. They'll say can, like they'll say upload our. They'll call it a clothesline. They'll like, upload they, our shows to the to YouTube, and then you can play them on your TV, and then you can hear it on your TV. No, that's not, I don't want to hear it from you or me. But clothesline. I want to hear it in a real match. Like they, they'll call it like clothesline or something like that, and it's like that isn't. That's yeah, not that's no good. By the yeah, it's because they don't say. Lariat. It's like if if that was a clothesline and every clothesline, clothesline was a like, there was a separate things, but you know, lariat sounds cooler anyway. You don't want you don't want uh, me Michael Cole to say it. He's not gonna care anyway, or he doesn't care enough. So the match starts back up. Anderson's tossed to the ropes. Axe head him, thrown into the boot of Smash. Rubber band slammed by Axe until Arn can hit a low blow to make a tag. Tully's working over Axe, catapulting him throat first onto the ropes. Anderson with elbows to the throat from the outside and more double team moves, including Heenan slapping Axe. A lot of throat, a lot of throat choking and and, uh, and rope rope throat working. Got to do what you got to do to take yeah. down demolition. Mm-hmm. Smash starts chasing after Heenan, but that allows more brainbusters double teaming. Axe is tossed to the ropes. Tully ducks his head, which allows Axe to hammer his back and make the. Hot. Hot tag! Smash with punches, power slams to both brain busters. All four men are in, Arn's tossed to the floor by Axe while Smash military presses Tully to the mat. Heenan's up on the apron and gets posted, posted. by oh, Smash. I, I love a good post. Is that the second best thing you've ever done? No, that's what is, isn't that what they call it though? I don't know. Did I come up with that? I thought so. Fuck, well, I'm, I'm pretty good. <laughs> Demolition hits the decapitation when Andre the Giant walks out to ringside. Axe goes for the cover, but the ref doesn't count, and the bell rings. And then the ref raises the Brainbuster's arm. And why? Why did that happen, Matt? 
They won the fall by disqualification because demolition was in the ring too long. You get like five seconds, like a you know, like a chokehold in the corner, right? Whenever you're like, whenever you tag out, yeah, that's like, the deal, right? Well, when you never see him count it, when both members are in the ring, the person who's not legal is supposed to get out of the ring in, in five, 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 five seconds. ten seconds. Ten seconds is whatever. probably too much because you know, like a I ten think that's what they're doing in AEW is ten seconds. Really? I mean, give, that's to because give them time to do double team. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that but here it's probably five but the thing is that's never been a heavy steadfast rule it's kind of like the nwa over the top rope this is episode 32 uh-huh we have never seen this called i don't think i've ever seen this called ever exactly i like outside of these shows i've never seen that called. and the thing is they did not make it clear no that, that was what all. was going because, because of the, the ref the ref he like looks like he's counting it'd be fine but he never he never actually makes the ring yeah. the bell action i think that i would have been totally fine it's with not it until the if they if the commentary team just like sold it while they're in there it's like oh like if earlier in the match when people were in there they like made a point to sell and tell us about the five second thing exactly and then it's like okay we know but even the announcers even vince and jesse had no clue what it's kind of like on. in matches when you get when it's like a time limit thing and every and they'll always announce the time limit but in some matches they'll actually start calling out the time limit yeah and it's like oh okay so now i've now i kind of know where you're going because you're not doing it all the time but they always have a time limit because you always announce one it's kind of the same thing it's like if you had just start to tell me like maybe i would have picked up on it but either way i wouldn't be confused exactly and rarely in wwf matches are we confused about this kind of stuff they're normally pretty good about it compared to to early nwa yes yeah and even some we've never really had an issue understanding what is happening in a wwf match no nwa matches on the other hand i don't know what happened in the first first, like five shows those first five or six shows that we watched like they did stuff and we were just like what yeah Yeah. they're much better now also no cowbell matches ever or as we know, is it the Indian strap match? No Indian strap matches. Ever I don't again. like them ever again. Unless it's Wahoo and he wins, and and he always wins, and he always wins. And but I only want it to be like eight minutes, if that. <laughs> yeah, and it's always longer. So because of that, the match is now tied one-one. Andre is hanging out at ringside with Howard Finkel sitting down on a chair. We get a back elbow by Axe on Blanchard. Smash tosses Tully to the floor. Another back elbow by Axe until an eye rake by Blanchard. Tully tries to slam Axe's head into the turnbuckle, but accidentally gives a double noggin knocker with Arn. Tries to slam yeah. into the and accidentally hits Arn's head instead. It's good. Double A's given an atomic drop into the corner, and his head snaps back, headbutting Axe for a double KO spot. Both teams make a tag. Tully is thrown to the corner by Smash, followed by a clothesline. Axe and Arn brawling on the outside, with Anderson being tossed into the ring post. Posted! Smash goes for a vertical suplex, but Blanchard floats over, holds Smash for a double-team move, but is hit from behind by Axe. Smash then clotheslines Arn as he comes off the second rope. Heenan's up on the apron. The ref is trying to get Axe out of the ring. Smash is going for a cover. Andre all of a sudden tosses a chair into the ring. Tully grabs it, hitting Smash over the back, and Double A rolls over for the pin and, and the win. win. And new! Heenan grabs the belt. Andre hugs the Brainbusters. The crowd is not happy. <laughs> but, how, but how are you happy? 
I am ecstatic. Yeah. This is probably the shortest, like, two or three falls match ever, by the way, because it's on, like, television. If it wasn't for that second fall, this match this is, match like... This would be one of... Yeah. Like, it really ends it ends kind of, like, quick and sloppy, but the match is short enough that, like, the quick end is more gratifying. Yeah. Then when you're watching, like, you know, a 20-minute fucking, like, tag match, and then all of a sudden it ends like that, and you've they've been working limbs and stuff, and then it just ends like this does, and it's like, well... Why were you working those limbs? Don't work limbs if we're not going to use these if limbs. You're not going to use what you're working for. Yeah. yeah. It's done. So we got a few fun side notes here about the tag belts. Demolition had held these titles for 478 days. Damn, really? That's since WrestleMania 4. I mean, they were super over. Like, this is their time. The longest continuous run by a tag team. In the WWF? In the WWF ever. That's fucking awesome. I hope nobody... I mean, obviously, they don't focus on tag teams anymore because they just throw two guys together. It's yeah. like uh, it's like Sheamus and Cesaro, not a bad, ta- bad tag team, but they are not tag team wrestlers. It's not like the Usos, where it's like the Usos are tag team wrestlers. Yeah. They're an amazing fucking tag team. Like, they should I just mean, be... Sheamus and Cesaro were an amazing tag team. I agree. Well. But once they Once they found their rhythm. But I would rather see like Cesaro well, we would all love to see, see Cesaro, Cesaro get a push, push instead of like him tagging with Sheamus. But I would have to hear about it, you know, on the internet cuz I, I ain't checking in on that. Fun note number 2, the Brainbusters became the first team to ever hold the WWF and NWA tag team titles. First but not only. They may be the only. I'm I didn't do that much research. Yeah, I no, just, it's fine. I'm, I just know they're yeah. the first to ever. Like, yeah, them. yeah. It's like there's probably been other guys that were like singles guys, but as far as like the same tag team, the same two guys. Yeah, as a tag team, that's cool. And fun note number three: this is the only title change that was ever on an NBC version of Saturday Night Main Event. What other Fox ran a couple. Like, like two later, or three, like, like in, the in the 2000s. Oh, okay. So I didn't even know that they did that in the 2000s. Yeah, they. It was whenever like UPN and all that stuff. Was, oh, like, like SmackDown. SmackDown, yeah. Like okay, big time. I don't remember there, that because so. I do remember like I obviously remember the very first like tech. I guess you could technically call it the pilot episode of SmackDown because yeah. it was on and then like you know it did so well later it became. A regular thing, but it was a big deal. Yeah, because originally SmackDown was just supposed to be a special, and then yeah, I think they were just testing the waters for sure. Yeah. But so then we go to the back. Jesse's in the locker room with Rick Rude and former King Haku, and Heenan, the Brainbusters, and Andre all show up, and the entire Heenan family celebrating. And Heenan says, "Hope Hogan's watching because we're going for more." Because technically, the only belt that yeah. they don't have now is the world title. Rick Rude, I don't know if it's like the mustache or or something. He's looking less handsome. He was noticeably less handsome to me. Oh, I don't know why. I don't know why either. I don't know. I mean, he still got that bod. Still looking good. Yeah, yeah. Just that that face wasn't wasn't as crisp as I remembered. We then go over to Mean Gene, who's in the back with Hulk and Brutus, and Beefcake says he never felt something like the vice grip of Zeus, and Hogan. We don't have to justify anything we did in the ring. And I guess talk, kind of talking about the chair shots. And yeah. Whatnot. I know. And, he, and he asks, Hogan asks Brutus, 
if by some freak accident they get their hands on Elizabeth, what will we do? And Brutus, if I have to bring the building tumbling around, smothering everybody, I will do it. Weird, okay. <laughs> but doesn't that mean you just killed everybody? <laughs> yeah, it's like, so it's How like, did that that's like, that's like saying, it's like, it's like, hey, if he goes after her, I'm willing for everybody in this building to go down. If she's going down, down, we're all going we're down. We're all going down. It's like, we all like Liz, but, you know, come on, there's kids here. <laughs> we then get Vince and Jesse reacting to this Hulk and Brutus interview. And then they say their goodbyes, and we get a video package from the Hogan Zeus action from earlier in the night. Yeah, I do like Zeus's gear and like the silver, and then like says Zeus across it. It's pretty good look. It's not a bad look. So Michael Temple, yes. Overall thoughts of Saturday Night Main Event. These are always twenty-two. These are always fun. They're fun because pay per views are you know they have more of the I don't know what you would call it. The, the big fight feel, as opposed to, like, this is more fun, it's more light, there's more, like, package work, because these are, like, produced shows, they're not live, so they're, yeah. like, put together really fucking well, and, you know, they're really fun to dip into. I obviously don't go back and, like, regularly watch Saturday Night Main Events on my, like, Wednesday evening when I get home from work and just, like, throw it on. Definitely not. It's like, but whenever I do have an excuse to watch them like here where it's like this is a good show for us to watch because it's poignant they're not all they're all poignant in their own way but that doesn't always pay off in this a big one way. this one kind of sets up our zeus storyline for SummerSlam. And yeah moving forward and then also like the the whole movie thing is like big and weird and like why would we not cover that that's interesting and the and real the, reason we covered it is because i just wanted to see the brain busters win their title yeah exactly and a huge moment like that it's like demolition Fucking rules. It's Arn Anderson and Tully fucking Blanchard, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Like, yeah, Axe and Smash are awesome wrestlers. We all love them. They all deserve to be in well, Hall of Fames. But Tully fucking Blanchard and Arn fucking Anderson are... Legends. Yeah, they're fucking four goddamn horsemen. So, I I really thought... This was a good show. Yes, he yes. He kept the wheels moving on quite a few storylines. It was fun. Unfortunately, not as many good promos as I expected. No, Brutus gets Brutus gets the gold star. For I think promos. Brutus is the MVP of the night. Definitely, uh, the final two matches were very entertaining to watch, but I did feel like the Brutus Macho match went maybe a little bit too long. Be- it they, was... they, because the whole point of the match was to get to the point where Zeus and Hogan come out, and it could have happened earlier. I think the match was like eighteen minutes, and oh, literally really? the final four minutes is that. They could have cut about three or four minutes yeah. off of it just to kind of get it to flow because there was a lot of more, there was a lot of just macho tossing Brutus to the floor or yeah there's a lot of macho a, to a lot the of floor. floor tossing but we all know macho loves to hang out on the outside of yeah the ring. but it's just it was like it's like you're building tension but the tension doesn't really lead anywhere because of the interference so you don't need as much tension and then we've obviously we've talked about the the second fall in the, yeah in the brainbusters match how that. If that second fall, if it's a went li- just a, di- a little bit clearer, if it went a different way, or if it was clear, I don't mind the way that it went. If it was telegraphed, yeah. like if they were, if they let us know that it was a possible, like if they let us know it was a possibility, or even like just the one time that it happened, being like, or if the ref announced the table and the ref 
both knew about it and the ref sold it more and the announce table teased it, even if it was like teased it right before it happened, yeah, I would still have an kind of, I would still probably bitch about it, honestly. Like, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't, it wouldn't take the match down a notch like Exactly, exactly. Because the way it happens, even, even if they explain it to us, it still makes the Brain Busters look a little... Weak because they Weak yeah because they got they, two pins they, they got a they got yeah. a win because because these two guys just yeah didn't get but out demolition's of the ring, super even though they had the visual yeah. pin De- demolition's super over so like they just they're just doing the thing where they have cold feet good where where's the smart marks at there. all right fuck you I think it's time for us to smart it up so best moments of the night the Zeus smile cracks me up. Because yeah. he just like knows. Well, it's like a snarl smile, right? Like just no like, selling everything, and yeah. then he just turns and like smiles. Hogan actually showed fear in his face. That I I I honestly popped for that because I was just like, yes, finally. Unfortunately, it was for somebody that can't wrestle and just to sell a movie. But like, Hogan did something outside of just fucking be Hogan. But hey, we found a match where Hogan's not the worst performer. In. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> Honestly, like I, as time goes on, I'm kind of beefing it up. You're liking the beefcake? It's fun, man. It's fun. I mean, promos you can, are you promos can definitely are good. Tell he's getting better he, as he's going. Yeah, promos are good. His he's definitely getting better. Like I said, he's not honky tonk. I mean, the guy's got a pretty amazing fucking body, <laughs> and I love his I love his gear. It's like bizarrely, he looks like a fucking. The heavyweight champion of like Chippendales guys, <laughs> like just in general. But then he's got that gear, and it's like, yo, you look like a fucking male stripper, but like an '80s male stripper, and it's great. Yeah, good show. The the moving forward of the like uh, macho Liz uh, Sherry stuff is cool. Zeus no selling so much. It's kind of whatever, but. Anything that takes Hogan down a notch, I'm down for. The Brain Busters match, of any of this, you should watch that because it's good. Yeah, the Brain Busters match is really good. Uh, And it's also, like I said, it's fast. A fast two of three falls. I literally think it's... Honestly... I think it's like 12 minutes. I honestly almost wish that it was just a single fall match. But it is what it is, whatever. Like, it was still cool. I say that because of that weird second fall. But I think they did that just to... Keep demolition strong, or to, or to keep demolition strong, because they could add a twelve-minute single fall yeah, match, no true. problem. Yeah, but like, especially as a tag team, so it's, I think that it was they did the two or three falls just so demolition doesn't like win, like or doesn't lose, you know, outright. How about anything disappointing? Uh everybody's promos <laughs> were pretty disappointing. Everybody's promos except for Beefcake, except for Beefcake, which is weird because most of these guys are good promos, like. Like, I, I literally, Heenan, said, Heenan. I literally said to you before we started yeah. recording, I was like, "This might be the worst Heenan promos, yeah, we've ever seen." I mean, they're still they're fine, they're, they're adequate, fine, they're adequate, but like they're not great. No, I mean, and the thing is about wrestling is most guys are bad at promos. Yeah, and like Heenan's not one. Like, of holy them. shit, Steamboat should have never had a microphone and put it in front of his face ever. We love him. I'm a little dragon. <laughs> like. We're all little dragons over here, but holy shit, don't give that man a microphone. Best performer of the night. I'm going to go... It's just the, the Brain Busters. I think, we, I think we can go Beefcake. Oh, yeah, okay. 
like overall performer. Okay. Yeah, in Cause, ring, cause, in ring, I'm gonna go like Brainbusters. Yeah, I love me some art. Because like Tully really like did a really good job of selling in a fun way. Oh yeah, and like I was like, man, like we've seen older Tully stuff, but like he's he's really like fitting the WWE like style. Yeah, more than like Arn is, where Arn is just Arn is like the Tomohiro Ishii <laughs> of like nineteen eighty nine. Like he just doesn't he just doesn't fucking like sell anything. It looks like a he he does it like it's a real fight, and he's like a real badass. But Tully really does do some like some performative selling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anything surprising on this show? Uh, I didn't I mean, expect the Brainbusters to win the. Yeah, titles. I wasn't expecting the title change either. I didn't expect because just because I didn't do any research before watching the show, I didn't expect the first match to be the Hulk match. But I mean, that's just. But they're yeah. gonna have Hulk. Sometimes I think they put. That might have been the first match just because people are tuning in and they want people to stay tuned in. Yeah, yeah, and that totally like, makes sense. Hogan, Hogan's on this show? All yeah, right, it's like nobody's watch. expecting anybody to lose a belt. And plus, casual watchers aren't even thinking about that anyway. They're just trying to be entertained. And now for a look back even further into the history of wrestling. The Dusty Finish. Whipper Billy Watson would be champion for 239 days until he met Lou Thez in a rematch in St. Louis, Missouri. Thez would then hold the title well into 1957, when the first cracks in the NWA began to show through. Lou Thez would face Eduard Carpentier on June 14th in Chicago. Carpentier would be awarded the title when Thez could not continue the match due to a back injury, but some promotions would recognize the title change, while others wouldn't. The idea was to build a rematch of the disputed title holders. The rematch would happen, but Thez would win by disqualification, further clouding the situation. Carpentier's manager, Eddie Quinn, would leave the NWA and take his champion with him. Boston, Omaha, and Los Angeles would continue to recognize Carpentier, while the rest of the NWA would recognize Lou Thez. The world title would never be undisputed again. Next week, SummerSlam 1989. I'm glad it's not Survivor Series. That's every time I see something with an S, I'm just like... I'm like, next week's SS. Survivor Series? No, it's not. Not quite. Not quite yet. The music from this week's show, Saturday Night's Main Event by Douglas Grandma. That's a good theme. It's a pretty good theme. I like it. And then... I could not find a theme song for the Brain Busters. I don't know if there is one. But I did find a Arn Anderson Yeah. that wasn't a horseman. What if we just did like the axe, the demolition theme, but when they go, here comes the axe, and here comes the smash, we'll go, here comes the brain, and here comes the buster, and we'll just like edit it in. That's too much work. <laughs> That's way too much work. But it's funny. It's, it's funny. It's nice, yeah. But that's not going to Yeah, happen. if we had like a couple thousand listeners, it might be worth it. For the joke. For the joke, yeah. For the joke. But no. But we're going to play this theme song that I found of Arn Anderson. Is it cool? I thought it was pretty cool. If you like us, you can always rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts. Leave us those five stars or no stars. Everything in between is just garbage. Yeah, minutiae. Why, why, why are you being like that? 
Let us know what you think of us. You can always email us at WrestlingHistoryX at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter, just tweeting away. Maybe we'll get our rubber band slam out to Kevin oh, Kelly. Yeah. God willing. At Wrestling Histo X. That's Wrestling H I S T O X. We'll talk to you next week.